Well, good morning, Journey Church. So good to be with you. Welcome to Elevate Orphan Sponsorship Sunday. Here's what I want you to do if you're in the room. Look at the seat back in front of you, okay? There's a QR code and a kid. Don't grab it, just not yet, not yet. That kid chose you, okay? They chose you. If you're online, there's gonna be some pictures coming up later in our gathering together and those kids are choosing you as well. 10 years ago, Levi... And our founding pastor ended up meeting over a cup of coffee in Ethiopia. A guy from Texas and a guy from Montana met up in Ethiopia over a cup of coffee. Ten years later, we have 70 orphans that we are supporting and loving and caring for there in Ethiopia. We have 70 kids whose lives are being changed by the good news of Jesus Christ and by your generosity. And we want to continue with that. We want to hear more and more stories of success. These kids who come from nothing and then someday dream of being chemical engineers. I don't even, I can't, I like, it's, I would theology, okay? So like, It's Bible or burgers. That's how it works, right? I'm either flipping burgers or I'm doing this. So, right? Chemical engineer, right? A doctor. They have these incredible visions of who God wants them to be. Their hearts have been shaped and molded by Elevate Orphan and by you. James, the brother of Jesus. Spent a lot of time with Jesus. Wouldn't want to exactly be the brother of Jesus. Like, you never win that fight, do you? Okay, James says this, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I want to practice real religion. Do you want to practice real religion? Do you want to practice true religion that the brother of Jesus himself taught us about? I think that's what we get the opportunity to do this morning. Here's what we're going to ask. What does it take? That's the question. What does it take to be the best neighbor ever? To our neighbors over there in Ethiopia, these 70 kids at Elevate Orphan, what does it take for us to be the best neighbor ever? James says, hey, love uh, orphans and widows. And I want to say to James, how? What does it take? I'm one of those guys who just, if you tell me something cool, I'm like, that's awesome. How are we going to do that? I want to look at a short story this morning, an interaction with Jesus and four friends to teach us about this. We'll be in Mark 2, Mark 2, verses 1 through 12. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home, and they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. This was pre-COVID. There was, anyway, that was a joke. Okay, (laughs) Some will get that tomorrow. All right, some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw 
their faith. Everybody say their faith. There you go. Say it at home, their faith. Okay, their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sin but God alone immediately? Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to a paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. Let's pray. Jesus, open our eyes, open our hearts. Open all that we are to you, that we may hear from you and that we may respond with true religion. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk about three characteristics briefly of the best neighbor ever out of this story this morning. Three characteristics, I think, that help us answer the question, what does it take to be the best neighbor ever? Number one, I think it takes this, a compassionate heart. A compassionate heart. I use that phrase on Purpose. I think empathy is something that's really kind of cool right now. Like everybody talks about being empathetic, like that I try to put myself in your shoes, that I try to empathize with you, that I try to feel how you're feeling. But here's the problem with empathy. I don't actually feel how you're feeling most of the time. Do you ever think about that? Like when you say, hey, I know exactly how you feel. Is that actually true most of the time? Like, like when you're talking to somebody and they're going through something really, really hard, maybe you've had something similar happen in your life, but especially if you're the person who's hurting, when somebody says, I know exactly how you feel, don't you just want to look at them and go, no, you don't. Like, you don't know exactly how I feel. See, I think empathy's okay, but I think compassion is better. See, Jesus, he comes upon crowd after crowd after crowd. And one of the words that's used over and over for Jesus is that he saw them with compassion, that he had compassion in his eyes for the crowds. And that's what I think Jesus is calling us to as well, that we would be those who would have compassion. Maybe we don't know exactly how that person is feeling, but we just have something in our hearts that can't be shaken. It's just something within us that we have to do something about. We feel like something is wrong. Something needs to be fixed, that we have compassion for them, that we're like, it's not okay. Whatever's going on is not okay. What can I do? These men's friends were compassionate, right? They were compassionate for him. They looked at him and they said, our friend cannot walk, but we heard about this guy, Jesus, and Jesus is showing up and Jesus is healing people. And maybe if we can get him to Jesus, we can help him get better. Maybe if we can just get him to Jesus, Jesus can do something for him. They had compassion for their friend. Does your heart break for the same things that Jesus' heart breaks for? 
I think as followers of Jesus, our hearts should break for the very things that Jesus' heart breaks for. And these friends' hearts were breaking for their friend and they knew if they could just get him to Jesus, they could just get him to Jesus, something could happen. Are you compassionate for your neighbor? Not empathetic. You don't actually know all that's going on. We talked about this last week. Like what's going on on the other side of that fence is way crazier than you probably think it is, okay? But do you have compassion for them? Do you want to help them? Do you want to do something for you? Are you driven in the same way that these four friends are for their friend? We need a compassionate heart, number two. We need a team willing to carry the load, a team willing to carry the load. I, so I don't know about you, but I've been thinking a lot about zombies this year, okay? Just stay with me, stay with me. <laughs> so, so I like zombies, they're kind of fun. And so um, here's the thing. I've kind of always thought like, okay, what happens if the zombies show up? Have you ever thought about it? I maybe haven't, okay, it's just me. But I've always thought, like, what happens when the zombies show up? And I've kind of got this squad in my head, okay? I like to call them the zombie apocalypse squad, okay? So some of them know it, some of them don't, but they're like my crew. Like, if the zombies actually show up someday, they're going to be the guys that I call, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, they have hiding places and guns and water. Like, I know that about them. And so, like, they're my crew, like, like they will keep me safe. I know they will, right? I'm not going to reveal any of their names or who they are, but they will keep me safe. Who's your zombie apocalypse crew, okay? Because you need a crew. You need a squad. We need a team willing to carry the load. This man, he literally couldn't walk. Like there was nothing, he couldn't, he couldn't get himself drag himself over to Jesus. He couldn't get up and get to Jesus. He is, he is stuck there just like that. And the only way he's gonna get to Jesus is if his four friends pick him up and literally carry him to Jesus. You need somebody who will carry you to Jesus. There are moments in your life where you will need to be carried to Jesus. This life is so much more than you can handle. But God gives you people in your life who will come alongside of you and who will carry your mat. But that's not good enough. The question is this, whose mat are you carrying? Whose mat are you carrying? You need to be, if you're following passionately after Jesus, you need to be carrying the load with a team, just like these four friends are doing for their brother who has a need. This, this team says, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna get him, we're gonna pick him up, we're gonna take him across town, and we're gonna get him to Jesus. Last, number three. Here's what it takes. It takes a whatever it takes attitude. A whatever it takes attitude, okay? These four men get to the house and the house is packed. There is no room in the house and they look around and they go, how are we possibly going to get our friend to Jesus? And so they make a decision. They say to themselves, we're gonna get him to Jesus 
whatever it takes, it doesn't matter what we have to do, we're gonna get him to Jesus. You can almost imagine the friends having this conversation. They're kind of peeking in the door, looking, can we slide him across? Can we like, you know, carry him across the, nope, we can't get him there. How about a window? Is there a window open? Nope, we can't get him through the window. Well, and then one of their friends, the crazy guy, is like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. We're gonna go up on the roof, right? We're gonna go up on the roof. We're gonna tear through the roof and we're gonna drop him down to Jesus. And the friends are like, Yes. Okay. We're in for that. Like, this is what it, this is what it says, right? They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. Think, think about this. They didn't come prepared for that. They didn't come with shovels, right? They had to like get down on their hands and knees, get their fingernails under the, under the, the boards and whatever was holding that together, right? There's mud probably on top of this. So they're literally digging through the roof. You can imagine, can you imagine being the people inside the house? Like all of a sudden there's just like a little mud clod that falls. And then there's like a piece of the roof that kind of collapses on you. And you're like, what is going on? And suddenly there's this opening and there's these four friends peering in like, hey, I know we're intruding. And can you imagine Jesus like, okay, listen, if, if like the roof opened up right now and I'm teaching, like we're, sermon's over. That's just how it works, Right? That's how it works. They were willing to do whatever it takes. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? I'm serious. I think we, I think we are losing this. I just don't, I don't. I, what I'm hoping, really sincerely hoping, is that, that this pandemic and this season of life makes us more gritty. Like one of the things about the greatest generation ever is that they went through a lot of stuff. They went through wars, they went through depression, they went through hardship after hardship after hardship. And because of that, they weren't soft, right? They were gritty. Like my, my grandfather who served in World War II got a purple heart because he got shrapnel in his arm, was on the front line. That dude was not soft. He didn't say, I love you very much, Okay. But he loved me, and he would do whatever it takes. Are you a whatever it takes kind of friend? Are you a whatever it takes kind of neighbor? Or are you somebody who's like, that might take too much. I don't think I can get involved in that. I think Jesus is calling us to be whatever it takes kind of neighbors. And so here's the ask this morning. It's, it's really simple, okay? The ask is this. The ask is, um, we're gonna engage here in a moment in a, a sponsorship. And, and, and I want you to understand that there's going to be like a twist, like an unexpected outcome in the midst of this. Like, because maybe you're asking like, yeah, Brian, okay, cool, I, I'm here and it seems like you're pushing hard and you're gonna ask, ask, ask. What's the ask? Get to the ask, get the ask. What's in it, what's in it, what's in it for me? And I wanna say to this to you, okay? Here's what's in it for you, an unexpected outcome. Helping your neighbor will grow your faith more than it will grow your neighbors. Jesus looks up at the hole in the roof he sees them lowering their friend down to Jesus. They have done whatever it takes to get him to Jesus. And then it says, he looks up and he sees whose faith? 
Say it. That's right. He sees their faith. This is an unexpected uh, plot twist, okay? Unexpected plot twist here. Jesus, you would think, would look at the paralyzed man and say, hey, dude, stand up and walk. That's not a very good situation here, but that's not what happens. He instead looks at the friends and he sees their faith. When you help your neighbor, it's going to grow your faith more then it's going to grow your neighbor's faith. Can you imagine the faith that it took for them to decide, we're gonna take our friend to Jesus because we believe that Jesus can heal him. Can you imagine the faith that it took when they got to the door and they realized they weren't getting in? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna get him up there? Can you imagine the faith that was being built in that moment? Can you imagine when they climbed up to the roof and they drug their friend up there and they start digging through the roof wondering what's gonna happen? Can you imagine the faith that it took for them to do that? Can you imagine the faith that it took to lower him down to Jesus? And then for Jesus to look up at them and say, I see your faith. I bet, I bet the man walked home, but I bet his friends floated home, okay? I bet they were so, so flying, so high on faith that their life had been completely changed, completely shaped in a whole new direction because of this encounter where they brought their neighbor to Jesus. So here's the ask. Today's neighboring challenge is a $35 a month sponsorship. You wanna know what it'll take to love our kids over in Ethiopia? It's gonna take $35 a month. It's going to take compassion that our hearts would be softened to these kids, that you would not just see them uh, through your eyes, but you would see them through the eyes of Jesus. Uh, This morning, I had the privilege of of putting out those cards in the seat backs in front of you. And this week, working uh, with Brandon and the team and Logan uh, on creating some of the things we're going to see here in a few minutes. And I got to just see the faces of these kids. And I kid you not, as I was putting the cards in this morning, it was just Like I was getting all weepy. Like they're made in the image and likeness of Jesus. Their smiles are just, um, like they're just the most incredible kids. I have never met a single one of them. I've never, man, I want to now, right? But I've never met a single one of these kids, but something stirred in my hearts. Would something stir in your hearts that you would be compassionate and see these kids in the same way that Jesus would see them? Would you be a team willing to carry the load, right? So, so each one of these kids, this is how it works. Each one of these kids, it costs 350 bucks a month for them to get all they need. Levi talked about it a little bit earlier. I mean, they get comprehensive care. Some of them are going to college right now. Listen, if I could pay for my kids for 350 bucks a month. I'd have more children. That's how it works. Okay. Right. So 350 bucks And the way we break this up is we say, Hey, we need 10 families. We need 10 families to help carry the load and sponsor these kids. We need a team willing to carry the load. Here's what I want this morning. I want 300 households to say they're gonna commit to this. I want a big old team that says, we're going to commit to this. We're going to love and care for these kids. About half of these kids aren't sponsored, guys. 
That is not acceptable in the kingdom of God. It's not. I'm not guilting you on this. I'm just saying, we are going to passionately follow Jesus. We are going to radically put love into action. And it is not okay for these kids not to be sponsored and taken care of. You can do this. We need a team willing to carry the load. And we need a whatever-it-takes attitude, okay? Here's the deal. Lori, I don't know where you are. You're in the room, maybe. Uh, uh, I, I thought you, you're somewhere. Don't raise your hand because you don't like that. Okay. Uh, so, Okay. We're giving up Sling TV. I know, probably a bigger sacrifice for you coming into holiday season and Hallmark Channel than it is for me, but I gotta give up ESPN, so you gotta give up Hallmark, okay? So, like, whatever it takes, we're giving up Sling TV. That's what we're doing, baby, okay? What are you willing to do? Uh, Are you willing to drink uh, one less coffee a week? Uh, Are you willing to cancel one subscription that you probably don't use that much right now? Are you willing to take a couple meals off from going out per month? What would it take? It's 35 bucks a month. Honestly, I, I think every single one of you could do it. I seriously do. Like, I, I, I think if I pose this to my eight-year-old son, he could try to figure it out, Right? I think we can figure this out if it actually matters to us, if we're willing to do whatever it takes. Compassion, a team willing to carry the load, a whatever it takes attitude, and then I'm gonna watch as our faith grows. As Jesus looks up at us and says, I see your faith. I want you to prayerfully consider what God is calling you to this morning. I want you to hear some stories about what is going on over there. And then we'll have an opportunity after this to respond to what we've heard this morning. Let's watch this. When I think about that ministry in that country, three words come to mind, and that's hope and love and family. I'm Chuck Wynn. I've been to Ethiopia three times with Journey Church and Elevate Orphan. When the children enter fifth grade, uh, they, they switch from an Amharic-based education to an English-based education. And if you want to get into a university or a secondary school, you need those English skills. So we spend a lot of time with them uh, in conversational English, in written English. And I think about where these kids came from in an orphanage in pretty terrible circumstances and situations and and um, they get placed in these families they call them forever families and it's a family that that supports them protects them and most importantly loves them and after a while when you talk to them and you ask them about their family they talk about their brother and their sister and their mom and their aunt and just a few short months ago or a year or two ago, they didn't have any of that in their lives. And, and just to see the joy on their faces and to see the love in their hearts and talking to them and spending time with them and knowing how important Jesus is to them. There are so many impactful moments and memories. Um, one of my favorites is after lunch, Brandon would bring his guitar into the classroom and write a song on the board 
and um, sit down with an old guitar and sang with the kids the most beautiful music that I have ever heard in my life. We go out in the playground and we play these uh, uniquely Ethiopian games where they teach us and we just have a really good time together and, and one particular little girl that really impacted me a lot, she gave me a note and it said, Mr. Chuck, thank you for coming to Ethiopia. Thank you for spending time with me. I love you and so does God. Kalkidan. Elevate Orphan is all about teaching these kids the love of God and protecting them and loving them and putting them in situations and circumstances that they have a hope for the future and they know they can believe that tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday. There are a lot of great things happening in Ethiopia, but there's still a lot of need. And to see the difference between the kids who have that opportunity and have that love and support and some of the kids who don't, it's really a striking contrast. And to think that um, in some small way we can, we can impact that, I'd just like to say thank you to Journey Church for everything that they have done and the people uh, who support this important ministry, Elevate Orphan, and um, it, the impact is real and the benefit's real and God's work and God's love is evident all over. I've often wondered when you give to an organization, what happens? What happens to the money? And uh, with Elevate Orphan, um, I've been there and I've seen it with my own eyes and it's real and it is uh, changing lives. It's one of the big reasons why I support the ministry and one of the big reasons I go back. I like to learn English and mathematics. I like to play soccer ball and basketball. I have two brothers and three sisters and they love me and they have respect for me and I have respect for them and I love them. When I grow up, I want to be pilot because of I want to fly above the land in the sky. Uh, in here, you are going to be like a family. And here, you know God and you can go to church. I know that God loves us and he gives us his self for us. and. He loves his childless and he's everywhere. My name is Sablen. I'm uh, 16 years old and I'm a grade 11 student. Uh, my hobby is doing uh, uh, drawing and uh, watching some movies. I uh, go to church and uh, I worship there and uh, studying Bible and we have uh, small groups and we study Bible in this group. I have three sisters and three brothers and I like to do things with them like playing football, riding bike and watching movies and other activities. I also have a mom and aunt and proper education and health. The things that I learned from God is that we have to love people with unconditional love and we have to share uh, what we have. When I grow up I want to have an orphanage and uh, I want to be an architect and I would like to thank God for being part of this family and thank you. I 
I can't even get through that last one. Uh, an orphan who wants to build an orphanage. Come on. Okay, get your phones out. I know that you're like, that's distracting. Guess what else was distracting? When someone tore through the roof, okay? So take your phones out. Here's what we're gonna do. Um, for those who are on site, uh, the band's going to lead us in, um, in a song and a reflective time. Um, you can sing along if you want to, but here's what I'd rather have you do. Uh, we prayed over those kids in front of you. And I think those kids have been placed in front of you on purpose if, if you're here on site. And I, I want you to prayerfully consider like, God, can I, can I do this? Will I be willing to do whatever it takes to sponsor one of these kids? Maybe you say, I'm, I'm actually gonna sponsor two. Maybe you say, shoot, I'm gonna do $350 a month and do the whole deal. Um, I just want you to consider what God would do. And then what you can do is, there's, we made it super easy. There's a QR code right on there, okay? So if you, if you take out your phone and you turn on your camera, okay? You can put that QR code right in there and a link will pop up, all right? And you'll push that link and it will take you to that kid. Like, I think that kid got put in front of you on purpose, honestly. Like, I, I actually don't love when, when we go out and, and you've been at these events where like you go pick a kid. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, they picked you, right? So, uh, and, and then I want, you to, I want you to sponsor them. I want you during this time, I want, I want us to sponsor them. We got this goal, 300. We've never hit 300 here in a weekend. Let's, let's, be, let's be that church. And then online, um, here, here's what I want you to do. Uh, you're just gonna go to Elevate Orphan. Uh, on your screen, uh, there's going to be that um, link, uh, that website link, and then there will be pictures of kids scrolling through. And I just want you to grab a kid and I want you to sponsor. 35 bucks a month, be compassionate. Be part of a team and do whatever it takes. Jesus, I pray that you'd work in our hearts right now that you would grow our faith. Grow our faith in you. There are some of us in the room thinking we can't do this right now. Grow our faith. There are those of us who are not being stretched in our faith right now. Grow our faith. There are those of us uh, who, who have excuses. Grow our faith. God, look up, look into our eyes and see our faith. Let us respond to you. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this time has allowed you to dig out more of who God has made you to be. If you made some kind of spiritual decision today and are interested in what's next, we'd love to connect with you. For more information or to get in touch, please visit journeyweb.net. If you're interested in supporting our ministry, you can give online at journeyweb.net slash give. Thanks.